We hope you enjoy listening to this weekly podcast from Lifeline Church. Find out more by visiting lifelinechurch.co.uk. Well, David, you're looking chubby. (laughs) You're such an idiot. You really are an idiot, aren't you? You went to the front and he just started booing. It was fantastic. Uh, That's the really, really short footnote, abridged version uh, of something that I wrote down. Um, During Doulos, I I just had this idea to write down all of the negative things that I could remember someone saying about me from one relationship. And I wrote an entire page of A4 in about two minutes flat. Um, I then tried to do the positives and I really struggled. Um, and I, I got three or four things, but it, it, uh, that, it's, that could be as much a thing of my mindset as anything else. But just remember, I'm a fat idiot who everyone likes booing at. And that's, we're going to park that there, and I'll come back to that later. I've been around for a long time now, uh, 13 or 14 years. Um, and for those of you that have been around that long too, you'll know there was a stint of about four or five years after I got married that Jenny and I went to a different church. During that time... I suffered majorly from depression. Um, And this other part of the story, I'm going to start now and we'll finish later, um, takes place in Wales. So there was a wedding in Wales that a lot of us were invited to uh, for a couple of members of the church from previous. And during the the depth of my depression, um, I was sat on a bench outside, uh, well, after the the ceremony had taken place, uh, and one of the people in this room sat down and we just started talking about where I was at. And... um, In that conversation, he told me that he loved me, that I was loved, and that I was missed. Now, I didn't believe him (laughs) in in that state. I didn't believe that at all. But just remember that 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 part of the story, we're going to park there. So you are loved, you are missed on a park bench in Wales. And Dave, you're a fat idiot, and we like booing you. We'll we'll put those there. You can probably tell the theme of this talk is words. Um, All of those things are about the words used, and I'm going to use the Greek word for that, which is the word rima, and that's quite a specific word. Um, The word rima in Greek means an utterance from a living being, so it's what is actually spoken by somebody who is alive. So all of this is built around the idea of a rima, and it's a Greek word, so it only appears in the New Testament, but it appears over 70 times, so it's quite an important word, and when we read our Bibles in English, the, the word rima is often translated as words. That's often where it is. So the first one I'm going to look at is 1 John 1. Um, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. That's a bit strange. We know that that means that Jesus was there with God at the start. But as a scripture that's clearly very specific, that is a very strange description. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. So just hold on to that idea, because why would the Scripture use that particular word when it could say, in the beginning there was the Saviour, in the beginning there was Jesus, in the beginning there was the Son? It doesn't say that. It says in the beginning there was the Word. If we jump into Genesis, I like doing things chronologically, and so with a God that's outside of time, it's quite difficult. But there are two parts in the Bible where it says in the beginning, so we can go to those. In Genesis 1... God creates the universe. And he does it in seven days. We, we all know that part of the story. But one of the key things is how he creates the universe. Because this is an almighty God. This is the God that creates everything. He could do anything. He could think, 
earth will be quite nice and earth would be there. But he doesn't. He says, or the scripture says, God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God said, and if you read Genesis 1, the, the theme at the start of every paragraph, of every major moment in that creative story, is God spoke. So God, in the beginning, is a word, and we know that he creates the universe through speaking to us. I'm, I'm then left just with this idea in my head that there's something power, there's power in these words that God speaks. And that would be his rima. Um, it doesn't say it in Old Testament because it's not written in Greek, but that would be an utterance of God. He uttered, let there be, and there was. If we go to Genesis 2.7, this is where it becomes more of a, an idea that I like in my head. There is a scripture here that's clear, but I want to take you through it. God creates man and woman, mankind, and he differentiates us from all of the other creation. And one of the things he does for us that he doesn't do for anything else that we know of is he breathes life into us. And he breathes it through our nostrils, which is quite, again, it's a very evocative image. It's a very clear thing that God is doing. A little bit of biology. If he breathes it through our nostrils, it can only end up in one of two places. It either goes to our stomach or it goes to our lungs. Um, for the choice of this, I'm choosing to think it goes to our lungs. Um, another bit of biology today, modern day. Everything I'm doing right now, it all starts in my lungs. If the breath of God, the breath of life, which is the same thing that he uses when he speaks to create, is breathed into my lungs, when I speak, just an idea, does that power come out with it? Does that power that created the entire universe exist in the words that come out of my mouth and out of my rima and your rima? There are a couple of warnings that come in the New Testament. Matthew is the one I'm going to use today, but Matthew 4.4. 4. Um, I should have worn my glasses, I can't really read this. Um, in Matthew 4, and again this is to do with the translation, he says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every rima that is spoken out of the mouth of God. So God still speaks. God still talks to us today. And in Matthew, it says that Jesus says to us that we do not live by bread alone. We live by the word of God that is living. And later on in Matthew, he sort of flips that and talks about our rima when he says that God will hold every man accountable for every lazy and idle rima that comes out of his mouth. So God, creator of the universe, uses rima. And then Matthew talks about our rima and how we will be held to account and judged for every lazy and idle word that comes out of our mouth. So for me, that, that brings together this idea that this, this power, this creative and life-bringing force exists inside of us, and it comes out when we speak. <coughs> so I'm going to bring you back to the two stories of Dave, you're a chubby, fat idiot, and we like booing you, and you're loved and you're missed. I'm not saying one is right and one is wrong. Both of those relationships are actually absolutely key relationships that are essential for me and have been amazingly important in my life. I'm just highlighting one aspect of the relationship. During that depression, hindsight's a wonderful thing. I'm, I'm not in that anymore, which is I'm very thankful for. But in hindsight, I can trace back the root of it. And the root of that depression for me was in not believing I was loved. And for me, 
success and failure was the determinant of whether I would be loved or not. So everything I did was about being successful. And unfortunately, not long after I got married, I started to fail at everything. <laughs> um, those utterances of me being fat, of me being an idiot, and of people enjoying my failure, those utterances became whispers when I was in that place. And I could access them. Not even at will, I just accessed them. They were my go-to responses. And when someone uttered something completely opposite, which is that I was loved and missed, I couldn't hear it, I couldn't believe it. But fortunately, a seed was sowed in that conversation in Wales. And God, being a faithful and loving God, is also a romantic God. Um, and he loves stories. So that conversation happened on a bench in Wales. And then a couple of years later, we went on pilgrimage 17 to Wales. And during, I was still in, in a pit of depression at this point. It hadn't cleared. I was still there. Um, we, we decided to revisit Lifeline at that point, just so you know the full story. Um, and while we were there, some people were praying for me. And it was over my shoulder. They were behind me when they were praying. Um, I'm not going to say who it was, but just to let you know, James Ratnaraja was sobbing when he was doing <laughs> this. Um, <laughs> he said, God, let this man know how much he is loved and missed. And something just broke. There's a connection between that conversation in Wales and those words and them being said again. But this time I heard them. And again, it wasn't a choice. I didn't choose to believe that. It just was true. And there was no way I could deny it. And that was the start of that breaking. It didn't completely go. It's still a battle now. There are still other things. But that truth came through. So thankfully now I'm here. And this, this what I'm bringing to you now, is as much of a confession on my part as it is a challenge. The list that I gave you, that A4 list, my list back to that person is worse, far worse. The way we talk to each other is really funny, but I know my list is just as bad, if not worse. And it is the same with lots of people in this room. I know I've said those things. And so there is a confession on my part now, which is that those words are idle and lazy, and that they are not good enough. And there is a challenge that I want to give, um, and I'll give a way of doing it as well. But my challenge is, what words do you use? How, how much of what you say do you genuinely think about before it comes out of your mouth? And how much of it is just a, a, fit, a, a witty filter or a off-the-cuff remark? Um, everything that comes out of our mouth is a reamer. And every part of it carries with it the power of God. We can either be creators or destroyers. We can be funny, which could be somewhere in the middle, I'm not sure. I don't really know where I land on most of this. It's still an evolving thought. But we have that power, and my challenge is to use it. The way I have used this, and I still don't do it enough, as I say, I very naturally fall into mocking and wittiness. I took an entire day, a 24-hour period, where I, I made a commitment to not say... Thanks, Dave. To not say anything without first thinking it through and deciding it's what I truly wanted to say. And it was unbelievably difficult the number of times I had to catch myself and say, shut up, David. 
But at the end of the day, I actually felt an intimacy and a closeness with every person that I'd spoken to that normally isn't there. So my encouragement is that it isn't too late, that we have all said amazingly good things, that we've all sowed seeds that will be powerful today, tomorrow, and in years to come. Everything that comes out of your mouth will have that at the end of it. But that maybe, maybe we need to take more care and more thought with our words because there's more power in them than we normally think about. I think that's my 10 minutes. Yeah. Thank you, Avril. Thank you for listening to this podcast by Lifeline Church. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. We are a relational church with a passion to demonstrate God's love to one another and our surrounding community in real and practical ways. We believe that God has called us to have an impact on our families, our communities and our nation. We'd love to connect further with you, so please do visit our website at lifelinechurch.co.uk, on Facebook, lifeline.church.uk or Twitter at lifelineuk.com.